Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Welcome to the Seahawkers podcast, your Seattle Seahawks podcast by 12s for 12s with your hosts, Adam Emmert. Now's not the time to be putting on 12 to 15 pounds and having to take it back off. Just a joke. I promise you one thing. You're getting out of work, son. And Brandon Schultz. You don't need to put the word A in front of those players' names. You can just say their name. Go Hawks! This is the Seahawkers podcast, your Seattle Seahawks podcast by 12s for 12s. I'm Brandon Schultz, and across the table from me, my good buddy, Adam Emmert. Wait, wait, huh? What? What? Whoa. Oh, that intro just blew right past me. I must be Justin Britt. <laughs> Justin Britt or Jesse Davis? One, yeah, of, the one of the two, man. Blew. Yeah, yeah. It just blew right by me that intro. I had no idea. I, I snapped the ball, and you were still in your stance. You gave me the for, speed rush. I, I had no idea what to do with it. The the quarterback or the the defensive end just totally came around the blind side and sacked me. Yep. I'm going to be out. I'm going to be injured be for out. the rest of this game. Going to be out high because of you. you. Because of you. Adam. You're welcome. You're welcome. Can't get out of your stance. You're not going to be enough. out because I mean, you're going to be out because we just <laughs> finished loading up the last of your stuff into the U-Haul. I know. It's a as sad you day. leave me, it's a sad. As you day. leave me, I know. I know. Okay. I know. Right. We'll, we'll we'll get into that later. Right. We have hope, football to talk about. I know. Adam. I know. I just hope that I made your wife feel sufficiently guilty. When she I was she did. I, she okay. felt guilty about okay. it. You you did your job well. All right. Good. So. Yeah, well, let's talk a little bit about football. We actually had live Seahawks football to talk about, Adam. Mm-hmm. Of course, the Seahawks fall uh, 22 to 20 to the Denver Broncos. Yeah. it's uh, And I kind of feel like I've lost a bet because I'm using Jared's microphone with the orange <laughs> with the orange cover. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I'm not happy about that either. No, no. It's because it fe- you had to pack up your, your real game mic. I know. I know. Yeah. It feels like a punishment. So if I'm, if I'm off my game... That is why. This is my excuse. It hasn't been that you packed your entire life up over the past year. No, no, no. That would have nothing to do with it. I, I would not be off my game Couldn't because be of that. frazzled at all because of that. Orange microphone. That'll do it. Totally throw me off. That'll do it. But yeah, uh, good game. We got, So we got that to talk about. Uh, a lot of different players that uh, performed well or did not perform well. We'll kind of get into a little bit of that. Um, and uh, because of that, we have a few transactions that uh, occurred this past mm-hmm. week. We'll get into a little bit of those and talk about, uh, of course, our our takeaways from this last game and then maybe some of the things to look forward to as the seahawks take on the chiefs on friday correct yeah so so let's get into it let's talk a little bit about what we saw from the seahawks this last week and why don't we start out on defense adam okay well on defense you know i mean it was or should we should we start out where uh, the shining star uh really of the game 
right? Yeah. Should we start okay, out we can, there? We can start out with uh, Lockett. It's Tyler Lockett yeah. on special teams. Yeah. A, sm- a smidgen better than Brian Walters, it turns out. Just just a little bit just better than bit. Brian Walters. Just a bit. Brian Walters, now he he was good. Yeah. Now, but uh, but not only can Tyler Lockett catch the ball and possess it like Brian Walters. He can also run with but it. But then he goes places with it in the forward direction. That 18 yard, the yeah, now the, the 103 kickoff uh, yard kickoff return was cool. Yeah. yeah. But that 18 yard punt return. That was shifty. That was, I think, more punt return yards than Brian Walters had all last season. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. I, I, I think there's a high probability of that being true. <laughs> but yeah, Tyler Lockett obviously shined in the return game and it made you feel a lot better about the idea of giving up five draft picks to move up in the draft to get him sure and uh you know what i thought found interesting about his returns were you know when percy ran he looked fast now percy was fast and he looked fast he just looked like he was just he was so fast he tripped over his own feet oftentimes right now tyler lockett is fast don't get me wrong he is absolutely fast a legit four three guy no doubt but he doesn't look fast you know what i mean he looks way smoother when he when he's cruising yeah and it's kind of sneaky fast almost and I could see that. Now the Broncos on the on the touchdown kick return that was some terrible coverage there, but well, he, he did he did collapse the middle and then bounced to the outside and, and had mm-hmm. a had an amazing return and got Pete blowed up. <laughs> I almost forgot about that. <laughs> no, you can't be Pete Carroll on the sideline is celebrating and uh, gets into the the white area and uh, the official plows him over. Yeah, he doesn't get to see the touchdown. Nope, he but... didn't get to see the last twenty yards of the return. He yeah, said. Yeah. yeah, he was disappointed. And about apparently, that. the ref did not apologize. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Carroll not giving in. Nope. He's uh... <laughs> nope. So that was but... that was on the ref. Yeah, that was not on Pete. Oh no, that was on Pete. Yeah, it was on Pete. Although I will say the refs don't look at all when they do their sideline running. No. Well, I think they're looking behind them to see if they're you know, well behind them. The maybe clock, yeah, uh, looking calls. at the play and you know, you there's know, pl- what there's stuff going on. Yeah, that's probably yeah, true. They're not looking at the end zone as to where the guy's going. I don't know. When I was in college, I was on the sideline shooting a game, and uh, I was where I was supposed to be. One of the refs ran into me and just gave me the business for like two minutes. <laughs> and I, for, ever since then, when a ref goes out of sideline, I have no sympathy. No. Just because I want guy, and they're probably all nice people. I'm just mad because of the one. Just the one. Yeah. Ruined and how it, it affect me. Yeah. yeah. And it ruined it for the rest of them. It did. That's on that ref. It did. Yeah. But he took a pretty big spill for uh, older dude. He did. Yeah. So but- I guess other special teams, while we're on the topic of special mm-hmm. teams, Nate Boyer. Nate Boyer. Got in there for a snap, his Rudy moment. Mm-hmm. And, uh, he be gone now. Well, yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Yeah. But but he was all smiles and fired up, and Coach Carroll was fired up for him as he was coming off the field. Well, yeah, I heard, uh, like you said, a Rudy type moment. It it was uh, causes a turnover, or he doesn't cause it, but the first play that he long snaps on, there's a turnover. Yeah, gets the ball. And second one was a made field goal. So he had a pretty productive two snaps. It in was his, cool. in his time in the NFL. It was cool. It was cool. And uh, he, I, even if he doesn't make it on with another team which i really hope that he does Mm -hmm. he has that moment and it is kind of that it's better than the rudy moment because it's actually true it happened that way Mm -hmm. and uh you know not uh sensationalized in the movie yeah and if you didn't say it was better he could kill you (laughs) that's right yeah yeah but hey i thought it was interesting to hear that when he was in there talking to schneider about his release. Right. Schneider said that he basically was consoling all of that. Nate Boyer was consoling yeah. Coach Carroll and, and John Schneider. Yeah, yeah. letting them know it was going to be all right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, because they... High class, I'm dude. Sh- Yeah, I'm sure they felt... It was a we hard move to, to make. It may was have a- to try to talk to him again. I would like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that'd be we'll see. Cool. Hopefully he gets picked up. But, and yeah. hopefully he's busy for the next few weeks. Right. So, other special teams news. 
Chris Matthews hurts his shoulder. Oh, going for a fumble, too. Going for a fumble. Playing and Jared hard. says during a game, it's preseason. Should it? No, that was you. That was me. Yeah, it's preseason. Should just let you go. That's why you wouldn't have made a team. Stop man. playing so hard. <laughs> Stop playing so hard. He'd, he'd be healthy right now if he weren't playing yeah, so hard. Well, he'd be cut. The but only a couple weeks. He's, yeah. uh, it sounds like he's only out for a couple weeks. Sure. Yeah, it's, it didn't sound super serious. Something like a sprained AC joint. Yeah, because yeah. It's, it's... better it's, than a sprained DC joint, I'll tell you that much. It's injuries in this time of the season that makes it really tough for guys who are trying to make a team, especially on the bubble guys, because you want guys that are going to be healthy as you go into the regular season. You don't want right. injured guys. Yeah. I mean, you're trying to cut down to 53 guys. Healthy is better than injured. Healthy yep. is better. Yep. If we can establish one thing on this show today, Adam... Yeah. Healthy. Healthy. Better than injured. Better than injured. Take that to the bank, folks. You just learned something. That's why people listen to the show, Adam. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, uh, also that we start out talking about special teams at the beginning of a game recap. Hey, that was the shining <laughs> moment of the game, Adam. Well, there were some other bright spots. There were some. There were some other bright spots, but those were the best spots, no yeah. doubt about it. I mean, we could have started off talking offensive line. No, we're equally gonna, exciting. We're going to end there, I think. Okay. I think we're going to end there. Well, let's go to defense because okay. there was... there was, uh, You're right. On the defensive mm-hmm. line, especially, there were some bright spots to talk about. Cliff and, Averill with an early sack it looked explosive. Yeah, Bruce Irvin, I thought he looked pretty good out there. I thought Cassius Marsh had a good game as well. Cassius I heard Marsh. a couple people panning him for his performance. Really? I don't know what they were seeing. Now, granted, I did not get to go back and rewatch the game. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, but he played a lot of snaps. Played though, a too. lot of snaps, and and he, Frank Clark, and that's what I was that was finish with. That was the the shining spot on the I defensive be, line. Holy I could be smokes. very wrong about Frank Clark. Oh, as for, yeah, because you said you know all all personal stuff aside, you didn't think that he might not even I, be that good. I was good. not as excited about him as a prospect. Yeah. Right. And I think what stood out to me about his play was his strength more than anything. I, I didn't realize. They played strong. him inside a lot. Yeah. And he more was in that, the backfield. More in that Michael Bennett role. Yeah. And now he did struggle a bit against the one when he's playing like three technique. Mm-hmm. Like that was a, that was a bit of a struggle. But everything else mm-hmm. did really well. He's in the backfield uh, a bunch of times, creating negative plays, just uh, creating Forcing pressure, fumbles. Forcing fumbles. Brent Clark had himself a whale of a... That's a heck of a way to start off the preseason. Man, and if, and if this team is going to go anywhere with having a top-heavy uh, roster as far as salary goes they're really gonna have to hit on these draft picks and here's one that man they may have hit on their top two draft picks from this last year at least you know the the snippet you get them playing against twos and threes and, and on sure. special team stuff but between lockett and clark man that's a heck of a debut mm-hmm. and even if clark's one of those guys that you can bring in a rotation type guy because you do have four solid starters on that mm-hmm. defensive line I mean, when you're rotating in Hill, you know, Jordan Hill and Frank Clark and Cassius Marsh, those are really solid. And then guys like Cliff Favreau and Michael Bennett can be Jesse Williams. uh, Yeah. And how cool was it to see Jesse Williams out there? Good for that man. Good for that man. Just a few months. Yep, couple months after, after having his kidney removed for for cancer, out I mean, there playing NFL football. Wow, wild. Wow. I had no i I had no idea. I, I I didn't think he'd make it back by the first preseason game. Oh, I figured if he came back like week eight, that would be pretty amazing, right? Yeah. And he and Eric Berry uh, with a yeah. chief safety. Yeah. Uh, who, who and kudos to him too, Eric Berry. Glad to see you very back cool and healthy, to man, see so. both those guys back and healthy after cancer. Yeah. Yeah, but so that 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 was cool as well. Now you obviously saw a difference in the secondary without the Legion of Boom and the linebackers too. The depth at linebacker with Brock uh, Coyle out and, and Kevin Pierre Lewis out. 
It uh, yeah, the, the depth there was not very strong. No, not not what we're gonna. Be, but we do have guys. See, different from the offensive line. Like people are like, are you concerned about the, the way the defense played? Because they gave up a lot of yards to Brock Osweiler. Uh, but the thing about it is, is that that's pretty much all of our twos, and we have viable solutions for all of those things. They're called Pro Bowlers. Yeah. <laughs> and so we do have Pro Bowlers coming in that are going to be coming spots. in and going to be filling those spots between Sherman Thomas and and uh, Cam, and mm-hmm. it, it, it's going to be a a very different secondary. But give them some credit, though. Even though they allowed the Broncos to move the ball up and down the field pretty well, held them to field goals pretty much explicitly mm-hmm. throughout the first half. Throughout the first half, yeah. And then now you're getting into your threes and fours, your your third and fourth string players. So, sure. yeah, I mean, sure, you're going to give them some scores, whatever. But as far as that second team defense that started the game, mm-hmm. uh, especially on the back end, I thought... I thought they put up a yeoman's performance. Like if it, let's say, let's say the sky fell and that was the secondary we're going into a game with, they could compete. Sure. Yeah. De- uh, Deion Bailey, I thought he put some solid hits on guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Steven Terrell, there was a, a noticeable difference between her, him and mm-hmm. Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We talked about watching the game a little bit differently. And you talked out about how Jared watched the safeties. So I, yeah. I, I had a few plays where I was focusing in on Steven Terrell mm-hmm. and normally when you know you can kind of count to yourself uh, when a running back goes out to the outside or a wide yeah. receiver catches a short pass you can kind of count you know one one thousand two one thousand three one thousand and earl's there to just lay the wood to the guy yeah and you're then lucky you're going to get the three. you're going four or five and trail's still not in the picture it's like where is this guy yeah is he running yeah. from the, <laughs> is he, the field is he, is he just not recognizing the play here right like, what's, what's going on nope nope he just doesn't have earl speed right yeah so that's like nobody else yeah nobody's like earl no. And uh, good to see him back on the practice field. Mm-hmm. So. It sounds like it was good for his psyche. Yeah. I don't know if you watched his press conference at all, but it was interesting. It sounds like he struggled. No, I haven't watched anything. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's true. But it, it sounded like he was struggling with being out. Oh, like yeah. Like questioning his love for the game even. And oh, like, really? Yeah. Wow. Um So he's like, it's good to be back. <laughs> no kidding. And that girl needs football. Yes. Yes. But, uh, you know, one guy that didn't have his name mentioned, didn't stand out at all, didn't you didn't hear one peep about him, and it's great news. It's great news. It's Kerry Williams. Kerry Williams, yeah. Nothing happened. Right. <laughs> that means he's doing his job perfectly. That is good. That's how you know. That's a good point. And I, that's why I really wanted to rewatch the game. I wanted to watch Kerry Williams a lot closer. Mm-hmm. But obviously played his side of the field well. Ty Smith had a good pass breakup. I, I know he had at least he, he one. Got, he got burned on one deep one. But, you know, yeah. I think overall he had a pretty strong sh- showing. For a first time out, sure. Yeah, for a sixth-round pick. Right. Or fifth round, yeah. Is it Was he fifth? Yeah, he was okay. fifth round. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, I, I, I think that was all encouraging. Now, we also get Therald Simon back here in, uh, either today or tomorrow. Uh, Jeremy Lane will be back at some point, too. And, you know, you got Ty Smith and Cissé and Burley. And all that depth, we, we've got enough guys in the secondary. Again, I'm not worried about the defense. Not worried about the defense, I, no. I think I think that pass rush looked like it's going to be legit yes. in the few snaps that we saw the first teamers out Just there. Just cross your fingers that everybody stays healthy. Well, I mean, as much as you can hope for. Well, you know. right. I, you just don't want to see a guy go out for the full year like Cassius March did last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, again, it's better to be healthy than to be hurt. Better to be healthy. 
Yeah. So, no, well, you're right about how that. How about we switch over to the offense? Right. And I, I know you want to uh, save the offensive line. So, okay. it, really hard to judge the wide receivers, obviously, because not a whole lot of passes were completed. Uh, yeah, um, because basically... It was nice to see the Russell Wilson to Jimmy Graham connection. You know, that On his one attempt? On his one attempt. For 12 yards? Yes, but that happened. Now that we happened. have Now we have that out of the way. And the only way he had time to get out there is they called a boot. Right. So he could actually get away from... Hey, maybe you run that play every time. You know, just but like... It's just like... Just like Tech Mobile. Well, that's what I was going to say, but then everybody knows that you're picking up A every time. <laughs> yes. You know? Like, you can't be doing that, but... Uh, well, you still have all the B plays. True. You know? Yeah, true. You do, you do have all the B plays. Well, you know, the, the one thing that... I think was a disappointment. It was two point yards per two point one yards per carry for Kristen Michael, and the fumble too. Well, yeah. If he can make it a preseason game without fumbling, he that, can't. I I think I I think he's blown it. I I'll give him a couple more weeks before I say that. Well, but that, that didn't help in any way, shape, or form. No, no that was piss not. poor performance. That, and I w- another guy I was kind of surprised to see out there was Robert Turbin. With his surgeries in the offseason, I, I didn't expect him to be healthy. Well, he, was back and, at, he was back at practice. Yeah, I, I don't know why. I just thought he was going to be out a whole lot longer and, and maybe ready for the season. What's the but... story with the number change? Was that his college number? Because I... he was 22, and now he's 32, and that was very confusing. It was because, yes, he wanted 32, but Jerron Johnson had 32, oh, and, and he, left, yeah. uh, he left for Washington. Right. So that's, uh, that freed up the number for him. Oh, interesting. Well... Don't change your number anymore, Turbo. It's screwing me up, man. Yeah. Yeah, I had a hard time with that. Because <laughs> who is it that's wearing it? Somebody on defense. Somebody else is wearing 22, yeah. Yeah. And I kept my... Why is... Why is Turbin playing yeah. defense now? No, that doesn't make sense. It's messing with my whole deal. But uh, yeah, it was difficult to get a beat on the wide receivers of any shape or form. Kevin Smith had himself a nice game, though. Yeah. Catch, catching some horrible balls from RJ Archer. <laughs> Man. RJ Archer actually completed quite a few passes. Was it wasn't he like eleven to seventeen or something? Yeah, something was, like that. I mean, he. I mean, a lot of it came uh, down on those last couple drives where he was just dumping it off to uh, what's his Rod Smith. Is that the yeah um, the yeah, running the, back, the four string running back? Yeah, yeah. RJ Archer was eleven for twenty for one hundred and ten yards and a 20. touchdown. Yeah, yeah, barely over fifty percent. Yeah, well. And a lot of those completions of those were completion- short dump-off passes. And the, a lot of those completions, too, if they were longer than a dump-off pass, the receiver was bailing him out with a great catch. Yeah. Because, man, he looked bad. Yeah, He looked better than I thought he would. <laughs> which yeah, Really? Yeah. Well, I, he completed passes, Adam, okay. which is... Okay. Yeah. Well, that's true. That's true. I mean, B.J. Daniels had himself a couple of uh, I liked receptions. His, I liked what I saw B.J. Daniels out there. He, Like you said, he, he got some time at receiver. He had a couple of receptions. And then he also had the long kickoff return. Mm-hmm. And uh, they were playing him on special teams, too. So you kind of wonder if, you know, especially with uh, Tavares going down and all those moves, you know, uh, they had to re-sign a, or sign another quarterback, mm-hmm. uh, the dude from Kansas State. Yeah, Waters or something like that? Something Jake, uh, yeah, Jake Waters or Jake, some, yeah. Yeah, something like that. Kansas State quarterback. Yeah. QB Kansas you State. You don't have to remember his name because he's, you know, once Tavares is here. He's a camp arm. Yeah. He's a camp yeah. arm. Well, but maybe he can beat R.J. Archer, but uh, you don't... I don't know, can th- he hit the broadside of a barn at 15 yards? Um, <laughs> you, you, ha- you would have to hope so. Okay, well, then he'll probably beat him out. But uh, that that's where B.J. Daniels could have some utility on this team if... Yep. 
Uh, if you have to worry about Tavares going out, maybe a guy like BJ Daniels has uh, as a six as a number six receiver and being able to do um, you know punt return and kickoff duties as a backup um, it could provide some value as a utility type player. Well, that's the thing right there, like the that's, Paul McQuiston of of the of the skill positions. Of offense, yeah, and really, you you are seeing his value right now. He's been out there. He was out of practice today playing quarterback again. Yeah, and, and throwing some balls around because they needed a guy to go out there and, and zing the ball around a mm-hmm. little bit. Look, if if you're there's a lot of different uh, skill sets to have in the NFL, and versatility is a huge one. And it, and if your one roster spot makes up backup kick returner, backup receiver, backup emergency quarterback, quarterback <laughs> right. it, you know that's that's, that's three valuable. positions you, that you only fill with one roster spot now, right? And that frees you up to keep another D lineman or another linebacker or whatever it is. I think that's a huge, a huge asset. I, I bet you BJ Daniels makes this team. It's, it's really hard for me to, to, to say that he will for sure. Maybe in, and that could that's be just the my case. Gut. I that, don't know. That could be the case too, for carrying seven wide receivers, because I think it was last year where they went into the first week of the season with seven or eight wide receivers. Right. So, yeah, I mean, you have so many guys, uh, and and guys on the bubble are like Kevin Norwood is on the bubble, yeah. and you know that's one of your uh, middle uh, round draft picks from last year. Because you know Paul Richardson is going to be on this roster. Oh yeah, apparently he's been just tearing it up the last couple days, running around looking faster than ever. Yeah, they say he's he might be coming back sooner than originally. He's predicted. way ahead of schedule, right? And it, from the way Pete was talking, sounds like it's going to be more of a challenge to keep him off the field. Oh. And that Paul Richardson is targeted week one. All good news. That's what he yeah, wants because it was looking mid season. I yeah. think when because it was the end of the season. It was the Saints game. Yeah. that he went out injured right yeah. in the playoffs. Well, Pete said he's like, hey, he's done this before. That's true. That's and true. so he knows what he's doing, and he knew how to attack the rehab in a way that most people don't. And that was interesting. Like when Earl was talking about his injuries, like that's the first time I've ever been hurt. I didn't, I didn't know how to handle it. Mm-hmm. And he said I handled it poorly for a while. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, speaking of guys uh, coming back from injury and handling it poorly, mm-hmm. uh, Anthony McCoy. Oh, that man. was a disappointment. How many drops was that? That was at least two that I counted. Wow. And, and never once did I see him go in motion. So no. I'm going to put that on Daryl Bevel. You're right. Because if we need some criticism of our offensive coordinator in the preseason. The show's not complete after a game. If we Anthony don't McCoy, if he's going to be effective, needs to go in motion. That's probably a true fact. And uh, and we didn't see that. And he had two drops. So if anybody can you know, get the message to Daryl Bevel, let's get Anthony McCoy into motion against the Chiefs. Yeah. And uh, I guarantee you. That improve if he if he if he drops it after going in motion, then it's on me. Well, here here's the thing: if we put Anthony McCoy in motion, it might distract their defensive ends just enough, like his prancing across the yeah. the backfield, to maybe give Russell Wilson an extra half second to throw the ball. Yes. So there's that. There is that, yeah. and and he could throw it somewhere else too. Yeah. And uh, well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Just, just hopefully, just a distraction of it. Like that would be nice. Exactly. Golly. Well, let's let's do it, man. This offensive line. Okay. Did All we right. did we hold off long enough? Yeah. I have I have a serious question though. Okay. Are you panicked? I'm I'm not because I expected it to not be great. Because, do you think the team's panicking? No. I even and so the news came out this week that Justin Britt is moving into left guard 
and Gary Gilliam is going to be out of right They just hit the tackle. big red, oh my crap button. I don't know if that's... That's exactly what this is. This is a panic move. You think so? Yes. I, now, look, you, don't, you don't buy the trying to get the best five guys out on the I field? What I don't buy is when Pete comes out in his press conference, is like, yeah, we thought this all along, you know, when we dra- drafted Justin Britt, that, you know, he could play guard too. So, you know, we really were thinking this all along. If you were thinking this all along, you would have played hit him a guard at the beginning of freaking training camp. And gone with your plan. This is you going, this isn't working. We got to grasp with some straws. This guy is getting his doors blown off at right tackle. Let's see if our second round pick that we reached for, that everybody on the planet said we reached for, that Tom Cable can't coach up. He's the worst right tackle in the league at pass protection as per pro football focus last year. And he clearly hasn't gotten any better in the offseason. They are hitting the oh crap button and moving him to left guard and hoping to God something sticks to the wall. What does that say about Alvin Bailey, though? It says Alvin Bailey's pooped the bed himself. Yeah. It's not good. It's not good. Because he was kind of... He uh, was like a surefire lock for left was, guard for the most part. He was tagged for left guard going into this. So I I don't know if it's if it's the team getting ready to hit the panic button. Because Gary Gilliam was your backup left tackle. Yeah. Uh, uh, behind Russell. And he Oakland. played well in the game. Right. So I can understand that maybe he's earned a shot. And he'll be better at right tackle than Britt. I have no doubt about that in pass protection. Because mm-hmm. you just can't possibly be worse. Well, knowing the stamp count uh, <laughs> would, be would be a good helpful. start. Would be a good start. Although I think there were a couple of those snaps that came a little early. Maybe. And, uh, yeah, because it looked like there were some communication issues there for sure. Yeah. And that's another problem with all this shuffling on the offensive line. You hear all these interviews with Tom Cable and, and Pete, and they talk about the versatility of all the guys and how they can all play all the positions and how great it is and la di da da Well, that's great if they play all the positions, but they play them all like crap. <laughs> it doesn't help. It doesn't help. Like, you got to play at least one position well. Are, are you panicked, Adam? Yes. <laughs> It's one game. I know it's one game, but it's death by a thousand cuts. When it comes to this offensive line, think of the talent that's been, the, the little bit of talent that we have had on this offensive line has been walking out the door year after year after year, whether it's Giacomini and then Carpenter. I mean, it, did you did you use talent and Carpenter in the same? I don't know if you would have. Uh... He's better than Bailey, is he not? <laughs> well, I, apparently he has to be. Right? Because he was starting. So that's my point. Yeah. Like, if you were already holding on by the skin of your, your teeth on the offensive line and you're letting a few guys who can actually play a little bit walk out the door, you're down to the bottom of the barrel when you keep whiffing on your draft picks. You need to spend some draft capital on the offensive line. And I don't mean pick a second-round right tackle that everybody said you could have gotten three rounds later. Mm-hmm. That's a gigantic whiff. This, this is a huge whiff, yeah. and it's a problem. I, I was listening to an interview with Russell Kuhn, and he actually he admitted that he was bothered by the fact that the offensive line uh, room is <laughs> has quite a few defensive linemen in it. Yeah, and that's the other thing: this obsession with trying to convert defensive dudes yeah, to offensive know. dudes. Sure, it worked with Sweezy. It did work with Sweezy. It worked really well. But with he Sweezy. also, but it took him time. Pass- it took him time, and it gets and he gets beaten pass. He got beaten pass protection in the in this game when Russell was still in there. Sure. Had his doors blown off. Mm-hmm. So it's not perfect. Look, I mean, and then think about the guys next year when you're coming to the offensive line. Like, the cupboard's already bare. Okun's up on his contract. Mm-hmm. Sweezy's, Sweezy's up, up on it. Now what are you doing? Mm-hmm. Those are your two best players you just named off. I'm exactly what I'm getting On at. the offensive line. It's death by a thousand cuts. Like, it really is on this offensive line. We're down to the bottom of the barrel. 
It's it's not good. This is not good. And it's some I heard Salk today say on Brock and Salk. Well, you know, I mean, Tom Cable he coaches them up by midseason, like everything will be fine. All right, that may be true. That may be true. By the midseason, they're all playing fine. But do you remember what, where we were at midseason last year? We were barely above five hundred. Arizona was like what? Oh yeah, it was seven lost one, one game maybe. You were already four or five games back in the of the division lead, and it just so happened that Carson Palmer got hurt. Thank God. <laughs> Otherwise, you probably don't come back and win the division. The idea that you could just throw away the first half of the season waiting for these young guys to learn how to play is a bunch of garbage. You can't. You can't do it. Every game counts. It's important. Do you think it's a mentality that comes from coaching in college? And you know what I mean by by Carroll spending the time that you did in college and having young guys come in and then you're playing kind of for the end of the season, playing for the future. And and maybe this is this is the year that you're trying to get these guys to gel. And yes, it's not going to happen right away. But uh, you know, week three, week four, maybe maybe things start to come together. If you're lucky, you know who didn't look good to me mm. uh, was uh, Sokoli. Oh, Sokoli. yeah, that, he, he he looked a he little bit struggles. lost. He had the struggles. <laughs> And yeah, and our buddy Jesse really Davis. athletic. He, I, he was athletic looking out there. Great, but he, you know, who he reminded me of is um, Aaron Curry uh, on, yep. the, on the offensive side because I remember That's Aaron Curry analogy. in the very first few games that he played looked like that physical freak. He looked like the physical freak, but his legs looked like they didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. And and Sicoli, just watching him. Uh, it it looked that way to me. It just looked like his legs, uh, it like he just didn't know what to do. Yeah, it really did. I mean, and Jesse Davis seemed to be that way as well. Well, that was another guy that I don't know if he knew the snap count. I don't think if he knew he had legs. <laughs> he was a traffic cone. When Terry Poole came in, it was, thank goodness. He played pretty well. I, I didn't see any problems with Poole once he came, or, you know, with the right Nothing side of the glaring. line. Nothing glaring. Nothing like I, him. By, by the time Poole came in, it was third four stringers. But Of course. But at least he was holding his ground. Yeah. You know, at least not, Archer didn't get blown up from I mean, on Russell's side. first three pass attempts, he didn't have a prayer. Yeah. There were guys being beat directly off the snap. Directly. It was interesting on the one play where he was sacked. Uh, Graham was actually lined up uh, in, the, in the backfield. Right. And yeah. they were trying to sneak him out on a route, but didn't have time to get there. Yeah. Now, I mean, what did I say? Was it like last podcast or podcast before? It's like, it's great that we you know got Graham and everything, but if we give up Unger and you can't give Russell even a second to throw the ball, we could be in big trouble. Yeah. Man, that was bad. That was really, really bad. Would you take that trade back? No. <laughs> I wouldn't take the trade back. But I would take the last two years in drafting offensive linemen back. Yeah. There's got to be, you got to be able to find better players uh, on the offensive line. Yeah. You got to be. Well, they're out there. Yeah. I mean, people are picking them all the time. So I I, I feel like there's some over-reliance. And I know we praised Tom Cable a lot last pod, but an over-reliance on him to coach up athletic guys rather than coaching up linemen. You uh-huh. know what I'm getting at? Yeah. Like guys who have been working at their craft for the last, you know, four or five years of their life, you know, four years in or eight years, you know, four years in high school and four years in, in college. Instead, we're, you know, trying all these tricks with just trying to get these super freak athletes to be able to play. Well, 
being athletic isn't just the name of the game. Right. There's a lot more to it than that. I, I'm i worried. I'm legitimately worried. I can tell. I can tell you're a little worried. Yeah. But it's going to... I That's... So let's trans- transition to talking about what to look forward to in this game against the Chiefs. Yeah. Uh, because obviously then that's one spot that everybody's going to be watching now yeah. based on the performance from last week is... is uh, Especially with moving Britt to the inside, Gilliam out to the to the right tackle, how are they going to be able to? How is that going to change things, if anything? And are we going to see uh, Jean Pierre starting at center? I don't know. It sounds like Noak was getting a lot of reps here the last couple of days. So yeah, Noak. I guess uh, I I heard his pronunciation on his name. Oh, he only run. Hmm. No walk, only run. No walk, <laughs> only run. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. But uh, it's the opposite. Of, he's the opposite at a swimming pool. Whatever. It's like yeah. there's no running. <laughs> That's right. No walk. No walk. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, apparently he's been getting a lot of reps, and we'll see if uh, he ends up being the first string center. Yeah. I, that that would I hmm. I don't know what to think about that. How can you? I feel more comfortable. You trust you trust that they're going to run out guys that can actually play? I well that's what I go back to with the kind of that college mentality that you you want the guys who come the end of the season they may show improvement but you want your best team on the field at the end of the season. Mhm. And uh if they can improve and and be that type of player. Yeah, that's cool if you make the playoffs. Is is Jean Pierre all that great either? They released him last year. No team oh, picked him know. up. I don't know. No, he can't be because we clearly give zero craps about the <laughs> offensive line, and other teams know that, and they yeah. go, "Oh well, the Seahawks dropped dropped uh, dropped an offensive lineman." Oh, oh well, well, whatever. That's uh, hope he hope he can sell insurance, right? Yeah, because uh, uh, apparently they're not playing football for other teams, right? So yeah, things to look for in the Chiefs game. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, that competition at running back. Let's see if Chris and Michael can pick up his game a little bit. But again, he really didn't have a lot of places to go either. No, with the way that the line was run- blocking, so it's hard to put it all on him. Uh, Got to be- hold on to the ball, though. Got to hold on to it. Got to hold on to the ball. That that is pretty bad. Now, I, we'll, hopefully, Russell can sit in one of the pocket things <laughs> and you know throw some darts around. You know, rather than just one attempt. Sure. Instead of having to bail the team out, five attempts. Legs. That's my goal. I, I'd like to see Russell throw five attempts this this next. I'd like game. to see him play two series and not look under freaking duress the entire time. Yeah, that'd be that'd be pretty neat. That'd be ideal. That would be ideal. Um, then also just to to watch these receivers continue to develop. I mean, it, it's going to be interesting to see who shines. I want to see Tyler Lockett do something as a receiver. Sure. I want to see him at the receiver position. Now. Oh, yeah. I, and he played a little bit at receiver. Right. But again, I didn't get to rewatch it because stupid NFL rewind is being stupid and won't yeah. play on my tablet. So. They changed that all around, too. And now instead of rewind, it's game pass. Yeah. And, and whatever they did upgrade, now it won't work on any of my computers. Yeah. So, great. Thanks a lot. Do better, NFL. Yeah. Come on. Golly. Let's get this straightened out. Get it straightened out. So, yeah, I'd like to see that. I really want to focus in on Kerry Williams next game and mm-hmm. see how he's playing. Sounds like Richard Sherman should be back. Yeah. Uh, We're going to see Earl out there. I know he's been on the practice field, but I don't know that he makes he, a game. I don't think so. There's, no. there, It's still iffy if he's going to play Can week Cam one. Chancellor end his holdout already? Can that happen? Depends on how much poorer he wants to be. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to think he's, at this point. He's officially he, entered the danger zone. Like, this, this is bad. You think it's going to make it? You think he's going to come back in the preseason? Or is this? Are we going to be kind of like worrying? Come game one, 
Oh, he's not going to miss a game check. You'd hope not. Am I? No, there's no way he's missing a game check. That would put my marriage to Natalie Portman in jeopardy. <laughs> we talked about this. Yes. Can't have that. <laughs> Can't have it. So, no, but he, he's not missing a game check. That's just, that's beyond dumb. Yeah. Like, that's just, that's hurt. It's, it's cutting off your nose to spite your face. That point, I understand he's a strong-willed personality and all that, but there comes a point when your financial advisor gets in here and goes, "Bro, yeah, <laughs> this is this is real money. This, this is this is the bad part. Yeah, like you know, you're you're lucky the Hawks are going to waive all these fines for you. You would hope. It, they it don't sounds have like to. they don't have to, but I bet you they do. It sounds like that they're willing to make some small concessions. Mm-hmm. Camp's still looking for a big enchilada. Not oh. courting John Clayton. Sure. So I. I mean, it's just not going to happen, man. I, I don't know. If it hasn't happened by now, it's, yeah. not, it's not going to. I, I mean, what planet is he living on at this point is yeah. what I'm wondering. Mm-hmm. It's like, uh, you made your point and everything. You made your statement, but now you're just... Get to work. Now you're just hurting yourself. Mm-hmm. You're just hurting yourself, let alone the team. I mean, I'm not even talking about that because we're talking about practice. <laughs> he needs to be a practice. Not the game. No. Practice. Practice. Get to, get to practice. Get to practice. Well, maybe we'll see more Dion Bailey out there. Yeah, well, we will. Mm-hmm. We will. And, you know, honestly, played fairly well for an undrafted guy. Sure. Yeah, moving from linebacker to safety. Not so. a pro bowler, but, uh, you know. No, not a pro bowler. He's young. He's a good plan B. And uh, he, he is your plan B. He is. He is. Cam is definitely plan A. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, hopefully see some more healthy linebackers out there. Uh, KPL was coming back tomorrow, I believe. Okay. Uh, and I have not heard anything on Brock Coyle yet. I, I, it sounded like Coyle's issue was not ser- as serious. Yeah, I, I guess it was a game-time decision this yeah. last game, but yeah. yet he still hasn't been in practice. It was so. like a little muscle strain or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I think they're just being extra careful. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah I mean, it should be should be fine. I want to yeah. see Jordan Hill in the next game, too. I guess his last couple days of practice, he's been making everybody look terrible. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, gotta like that. Yeah. So that's my boy. Mm-hmm. I, you you've been big on Jordan Hill ever since he was drafted. Yeah. And uh, and uh, yeah. Well, we saw him last year up until he got Came injured. Home. Yeah. I mean, he what did he have? Uh, like what? three or four sacks. He had quite a few sacks. Yeah. He was on pace for seven or eight mm-hmm. before he got injured. So yeah, played well. Played gotta, well. Gotta look forward to that. So, so yeah, yeah, can that defensive line continue to show promise? Because if you have a strong if you could have the depth on the defensive line as the Seahawks had two years ago in that Super Bowl season with the Pro Bowl secondary, that's a dangerous combination. Oh, absolutely. And they may need they may need that to keep opponents under ten points a game so the offense can, you know, maybe. The offense is gonna have games. to score some points. Yeah. But you know, once Marshawn Lynch is out there, he can he makes up for some of that. Uh, I know. I'm so tired though of Russell and Marshawn having to make up for all the deficiencies on the offensive line. Well, that's why you have those. That's why you pay those guys the big bucks, right? I, I hear you. I hear you. But can you imagine if we gave them like something real to work with? Yeah, yeah. But then you probably wouldn't have the defense that you do. Mm, I'm not sure. I think if you could draft an offensive lineman for your life, we'd be in a lot better position. Yeah. I mean, what do you you take away Bobby Wagner and have Coyle in there and, and spread some of that money on the offensive line? I I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't think that. I just think you could hit on some of these. Oh, on the draft picks. Yeah. Yeah. That second round where they spent on Brit. If you actually picked a real player, <laughs> you know? Sure. I don't know. Yeah. I can I can feel your frustration on this, Adam. I am. I'm an offensive line fan. It's frustrating to watch because if I 
if I'm building a team mm-hmm. and I'm a GM, mm-hmm. I'm building from the inside out, D line and offensive line, yeah. and then going from there. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing, the thing I think about, you compare this era team to the Mike Holmgren era. Mm-hmm. where you had really strong guys on the offensive line. I mean, Sean Alexander had a great line oh, yeah. to run behind. He was, he was pretty I mean, When you had Steve Hutchinson and Walter Jones on that left side, mm-hmm. I mean, it didn't, it didn't get any better than that. No. And, and that was really the focus. But again, Holmgren, uh, an offensive-minded head coach, whereas mm-hmm. Pete Carroll, a more defensive-minded head coach, you've never seen a defense... Uh, well, I... <laughs> You've barely seen that many defenses in history quite mm-hmm. like the Seahawks defense. And to me, that's really cool that to is have cool. a defense like the one that we do right now. I want my cake and I want to eat it too. You want it on both sides of the ball. I, I understand. I want it all. I understand. Uh, all right. Well, it's, it, it'll be fine. At least, I, at least I get to go home to Natalie Portman. Yeah. <laughs> well, you hope Cam hooks you up there. Yeah. Cam Chancellor and that holdout. So yeah. Adam still has a chance. Yeah, exactly. Don't don't be missing game checks. Uh uh-uh. uh. All right. It's a guarantee I made. Right. Anything else you're looking forward to for uh, Kansas City? Uh, I want to see them fake be loud. <laughs> An Arrowhead. An Arrowhead Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah, on the road. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's about it. Okay. Uh, the, wait, RJ Archer is he going to be second string then? Are we going to yeah. see two series? From uh, Russell two or- and a couple quarters of RJ, and then maybe a mop up quarter of BJ. Is it going to be BJ or is it going to be the new dude from? Well, the new dude's not going to learn the whole playbook in a week. Well, it's preseason. I mean, all he has to do is go out there and throw a few screen passes to the running back. Right. Yeah, it's preseason. Like, it's no big deal. (laughs) It's hard. And plus, you want to give those guys around them an opportunity to show what they can do so that you actually get a good evaluation out of the preseason game. Yeah. So it's not like you just throw some scrub out there and hope for the best. You better, might as well take BJ Daniels and put him out there. He knows the offense. Yeah, it was interesting hearing uh, interviews with BJ Daniels after. Afterward, and just how he has to change his whole mindset of how he plays now as as a receiver and focusing on what he has to do mm-hmm. as a receiver on any given play because he catches himself as a wide receiver still looking at the field as a quarterback. Yeah, and uh, and it, he made it sound like it uh, that seeing it that way wasn't helpful to him. Mm. That it was something that he had to try and turn off so he could. Yeah be more focused on on what he had to do as a mm-hmm. receiver. So really interesting to hear from him. I wonder uh, what Terrell Pryor thinks of that. Analyze it in that way. Oh, well, that's true, too. Yeah. As, but uh, I pray for Gary Gilliam next game. Yeah. Going up against Lamar Houston. Yeah. It doesn't get in, it doesn't get any easier this week than it was last well, week. Well, and that's why I, I felt like I, I didn't want to be too hard on Justin Britt because Von Miller also. Right. It's not good. the fact that Von Miller beat him. Yeah. That's not the fact. The fact is he beat him so dang easily. Yeah. I mean, I could have put Isabel out there in pads and she'd have put up more resistance. She'd at least bit him on the ankle or something <laughs> with her braces. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well. All right. Well, All right. anyway. I got some emails, Adam. And uh, yeah, we got to do better and better at life. So uh, how about oh, and we get And to- some reviews, too. We've got some funny listeners. Oh, really? Yeah. I have not seen these yet, so uh, okay. this will be good. Yeah, you'll enjoy. All right. Coming up after the break. Yeah. <laughs> 
Seahawkers podcast is the official podcast of the official booster club of the Seattle Seahawks. And we're back from our break, and we're getting into some reviews, and we'll get into some emails before our, our weekly Do Better and Better at Life. Yeah. And uh, Adam. Yeah, I know. These reviews. You guys are funny, man. <laughs> these are awesome. <laughs> you know, the thing is, is we say things on here, and I don't know. I, I wonder how much anybody actually really pays all that much attention at any right. given point. Like, I, I really... Because I, I don't know why you would. <laughs> and, and, and just joking about reviews the other day and some of the things you said. I, I didn't even say it thinking on it like it would be anything. And, but a couple of you guys acted. It was funny. Yes. Uh, so he had. A re- and you guys must have written them at nearly identical times. And there's no way either one of you who could have seen the others. I don't think so. Yeah. That's what's funny. I don't think so. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, let's start off with uh, the. <laughs> Got a very kind five-star rating. Very kind. Uh, awesome yeah. Seahawks pod. Uh, best Seahawks pod out there. I listen every week, all year long, and people who don't need to stop being nincompoops and do better. That would help them. I look forward to another awesome season of Hawks football. Who was Go that from? Hawks. That was from Seattle Hawk. Nice. Good. Yep. Nice handle, too, by the way. I know. I'm surprised that was available, right? Probably wow. got in there early. Must have. And well then, and then, yes, the, the two reviews of which you speak... Uh, first one titled meh <laughs> from Russ M. Uh, and then he says, do better. Go Hawks. <laughs> and a three star, a three star. And yes. Three that star. was key because we talked about how he didn't have any three stars. Right. But, but, but also that you should be decisive when you rate something, you know, right. like a, you know, all the way or, or crap. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But either no. either <laughs> one or five or, or three three star, maybe even two or four, but yes, <laughs> three star. That's pretty meh. funny. Yeah. And, uh, and and then so yes, P Hob also uh titled meh and also in the comment box. Meh. Yeah, a couple <laughs> mess. Yeah. And three stars. Very nice. So, so now now we have two three star reviews all right. out. Which is enough, by uh, people. Just so you know. <laughs> like, I don't want to screw up a rating. I want to keep our five star rating. But... I well yeah. I mean I, I think we're doing okay. Yeah, I know I we're, we're doing, doing fine. Okay. But like no, that was hilarious. You guys are hilarious. We now have more three star ratings than two star ratings. So oh, true, that's true a positive. Fact. So really it might have raised us a little bit in some ways. <laughs> Maybe. Well, here's the thing, man. I laugh it raised for, our number. I laugh for a solid five minutes. <laughs> like when I read both those. Because they both came into us at the same exact yeah. time. Yeah. That was great. You guys, oh, man. Are, you guys cracked me up, That's, man. Uh, thank yes. thank I, you for listening. I, I could care less about the number of stars. Yeah, right? Thanks <laughs> but, to the reviews. Uh, you guys are great, man. We, uh, we appreciate it more than you know. Those so little funny. things make my day. Well, yeah. It, it proves that people are actually listening to the show. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. And, and acting. Yeah. So, yeah. there we you go. Call to action. Uh, Let's get into some email. Okay. Why don't uh, you got one to, to kick us off with, Adam? I, I could, yeah, I could kick us off. Oh, with I here. totally caught you off guard, didn't I? No, yeah, I, I just wanted I to make caught sure. you off guard. No, I just wanted and to now, make sure. Now you can't get it pulled up. Yeah, I can. I've got and it right here. I already. I... Brandon, I can always get it pulled up. <laughs> uh huh. All right, so here it is right now. Got it pulled up from Monica. That okay. sounded worse than it should have been. I, <laughs> I think we should just keep moving. <laughs> okay, so uh, it says, hi, guys. This is your old pal, Monica, who went back and started listening to the show from the beginning. Oh, on that's right. I, th- I, I remember her saying that she was going to do this. Yeah. I have a quick question regarding training camp. And this is an excellent question, too. Why do the blocking pads say sweep 92 on them? Is this a cross-reference between Karate Kid and Brandon Meebane? Sweet, <laughs> sweep 92. Yeah. Somehow I doubt that's the, the case. Exactly. <laughs> so I thought you two might know. Thank you so much for keeping me going in the off season, And thanks for the stickers. Go Hawks mm-hmm. from Monica Rose. Now, uh, <laughs> uh, t- to answer Monica's question right. about sweep 92, mm-hmm. 
that is the the number of uh, um, if you watch a game where Marshawn Lynch goes into the end zone, right, and people throw their skittles out onto the field, mm-hmm. they need ninety two sweepers to get the skittles out of the the that's, turf. That's why they don't want you to throw the skittles at the game. It is labor intensive to it's get that. Very up. It takes ninety two sweepers. I wasn't aware of that. And uh, like chimney sweepers or just sweeper sweepers? Well, they're, they're skittle sweepers. Skittle sweepers. Okay. And sometimes they use brooms, and sometimes they have to pick them uh, out of the turf with their hands individually. Wow, that's a true fact. Wow. Uh, but I, I think ninety two might be shooting a little high. But I, I that may be overall uh, employed skittle sweepers. Yeah, so, that's a good question. A commemoration to them. I, who the heck knows where Sweet 92 comes from? I have no idea. Yeah. I have no idea. You stumped us, Monica. I even thought, like, I'd look in... I, no, I, no clue. No clue. No clue. Huh. So, anyway. All right. Uh, well, we got another one here. I'm going to go. Oh, okay. Go because I have one from uh, Michael Pagano. Oh, nice. Yeah. Says, what's up, guys? Real quick rundown on myself. I'm a diehard Seahawks fan from New Jersey. I hear it all the time. How is that possible? Well... He's just simply better than the people around him. We don't have a team in Jersey, he says. And I, I, I well, don't believe that. Technically, you have two teams in Jersey. Yeah. Uh, but that's okay. But I would disown them, too. Uh, but they, they go with New York as their title, yeah, even though they're in New Jersey. Them. That's like a slap in the face to all people Jersey. Yeah. I'd be mad. I would be, too. Yeah. They're, just start calling them that. Well, eh, you don't have to. No. But also, San Francisco 49ers. In Santa Clara. Now? Yeah. yeah. At least that's still in the same state. Right. I mean, if they moved them, you know, like to yeah, Nevada. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that'd be a little weird. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, get sidetracked. Well, we don't have a team in New Jersey, and everyone in South Jersey cheers for the Eagles. So as a kid, I liked to watch Ricky Waters on the Eagles, mm-hmm. and then I followed him to the okay. Seahawks, where I uh, started to grow Fine up. player. And actually pay attention to the whole team, and have been in love with the team ever since. I joined the Marine Corps. When I was yeah. 20, I got out in the last uh, year after seven years of service. I'm back in Jersey Thank and follow you, football every day of the year. So when I found out about your podcast, you can imagine how happy I was. <laughs> I enjoy a lot of football podcasts, but to be able to listen to a podcast dedicated to the Seahawks, wow. I have to say, everyone else needs to do better. While you guys are clearly better at life than Skip. Keep up the good work, guys. Go Hawks. That is a Marine with his head squarely on his shoulders. That That's a good man right there. Yeah? Yeah. Everything he said was just so right I, in all the ways. Which, yes. Very good. Yeah. And uh, thanks for your service, man. We appreciate it, dude. Absolutely. Thanks, yeah. Michael. Yeah. And uh, thanks for the email, man. We appreciate that. And, you know, Ricky Waters is an underrated player, I think, throughout his career. I. He's a guy I could see going into the Hall of Fame eventually. He's Ooh. kind of a border. He's kind of a border guy. Doesn't he get two? He's been on two Super Bowl teams, though, right? Yeah, true. Which is pretty good. Yeah, Terrell Davis also on two Super Bowl teams. Yeah, but his career was far shorter than it Ricky was, Waters, right? But also, I, I can make the argument for Terrell Davis being as dominant as he was in the years that he did play. Terrell Davis is not a Hall of Famer. I Terrell I Davis says he's not a Hall of Famer. I don't know. I don't know. I'm I, taking it from the man himself. I I could. He's see not a Hall of Famer. Uh, see, he's kind of in that Kenny Easley area for me. He's a guy who was really dominant during the years that he did play mm-hmm. and uh, career uh, both shortened. Um, yeah, I. You have to if your career is going to be that short. Yeah, you have to fundamentally change the game in some way. And you don't think he did. 
No. What did Terrell Davis change? He just plugged into that that Broncos offensive line, the zone blocking scheme, just like Orlandis Gary, just like Gary I think, Anderson. I think just that like you know what I'm saying. It does hurt him to have all those guys come after him, like Mike Anderson, Orlandis Gary, and yeah. guys that played so well in that offense after he left. Right. But he was at the top of the game when he was on that in that Broncos backfield. He was the reason why John Elway won two Super Bowls. Yeah. Because John Elway couldn't win him on his own. Right. Yeah. But that and they had a far better defense. They had far better uh, skill players around him at uh, receiver between Ed McCaffrey and Rod Smith. Rod Smith, the greatest undrafted uh, free agent receiver ever. Can we stop talking about the Broncos? It, yeah. I feel like this cursed orange microphone in front of my face is, it did is, it to is leaking it is. Broncos talk into it is. this podcast. Poison. It's poison. Move on. All right. Moving on to, uh, to John's email here. And man, I'm... I'm quite certain I'm going to butcher his last name again because he's written in before. We've talked to John before. Um, John is Debeski. Is is Debski? Is Debski? John Debsky. is. John is. It's his Debski. Yeah, John is. Anyways, hi, it's John again from Vancouver. Just here to tell you that I think I uh, thank you very much for doing the pod with all the key players. So the other day when we went through uh, and, and kind of broke that down, see people had a, the, the appreciation. Oh, for good. That. that was that was good, Brandon. Uh, I know a lot more about the Hawks than I did before. Once again, I'm telling you to support the BC Lions. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm, uh, I'm looking for all Seahawks fans, in, uh, uh, spreading to all Seahawks fans uh, in BC. One last question. It might sound funny, but who's Skip Bayless? Thanks for the pod. And John. Yes. And that's a, fa- that's a valid question. If you're in Canada, you probably don't know about Skip. And your life is better for it. Sure, but we'll fill him in. He's a blowhard talking head on ESPN. First take. And you could just Google or, or just YouTube first take. You'll see him and Stephen A. Uh-huh. You get, and, drink in about 10 minutes of it, and you'll understand. You'll understand how bad it is. And if you want the full genesis of the name, look up the Richard Sherman, I'm better at life than you, with Skip Bayless. Yes. You'll watch the clip. You'll understand. Yes, because, uh, well, Skip Bayless has always, he makes it a point to have as bad of a sports take as possible so people will go hey look at this guy who clearly he he must not know anything or he's just has no educated opinion on his opinions and uh i think i think he has a very educated i don't think he's a dumb guy i think he says it just because it keeps him employed well and i I think that's all that is yeah yeah and so if you don't watch him, you are you are doing well yeah, you're, for yourself. You're, you're smarter for having not watched him. Yes. So. Because there's there's plenty of other sports no, shows the to brains watch out of you, you know? And listen to that uh, are clearly better. Than, Far better. <laughs> than listening to Skip Bayless and what he has to say. Far better. Um and then uh oh, I just wanted to give a, a quick shout out to uh, and I'm going to butcher the way you pronounce your name too, man, but uh yeah, Padar. Unless unless you keep a pronunciation guide when you well, s- I mean, submit your name. Uh, yeah, okay. Exactly, right? Yeah, get, do it phonetically for me, okay? Like <laughs> right. that's what I need. And in the parentheses. But anyways, Padar from Alaska, uh he, he written me a nice email, uh actually designed a, a very intricate PDF of mm-hmm. uh some of the things with the Arian Foster story, and uh, we had a nice little exchange about that and so just shout out to Padar. 
Dark. That Shout out to him. That was cool. I got an email here from Holly Stringer, Adam. Mm. Yes. Two weeks in a row we hear from the clan. From the Stringer, Stringer clan. Yeah. That's right. Uh, How is it going for her? Well, she says, hey, guys. Over there in college. Uh, mm-hmm. with, th- her, with her dude, right? She's still dude? I think she's still with dude. Okay. Because yeah, uh, we're going to get into this here. Oh, right. uh, I thought I'd write you a quick email before the preseason starts. And uh, you actually have important stuff to talk about. Uh, so she says, you may remember a few years ago, a certain boyfriend booking a trip to Rome Super Bowl yep. weekend. Yep. You'll be happy to know that since then, he has been sucked into the world of football and has become a fully dedicated Hawks fan by choice, I'd like to add. No, he just wants to get laid, Holly. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> whatever works it, yeah i mean do do what you gotta do look i use whatever whatever powers you got there girl that, that's great although the wedding won't be happening for a while i'm already thinking the color scheme of blue and green what huh. do you guys think i think that sounds just lovely in fact is there another one is there another color scheme like no because the last wedding that i've seen pictures of had a similar color scheme right right yeah there you from go. From Hong Kong Hawk himself. Yeah. So if you need some tips. There you go. On how to theme your, your wedding hawk style. Uh, Dave Bloomquist. Talk to Dave Bloomquist a little bit there, Holly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he'll be happy. Exactly. Because him and Heather planned a lovely event. She says, also, this may seem an odd question, but I'm interested to know if you could sit down and have dinner with any football player in history. Oh, geez. Wow. Who would it be and why? Uh, being somewhat new to football, I don't know much about history's great players and interesting characters. Love the show, as always. Keep up the good work and go Hawks. Oh, I I, I hadn't thought about this before. I didn't read that far through the email, so that was interesting. So it's to- a very difficult question because... And I and I I was thinking about this and and I... Oh, I have mine. Originally, I, I wasn't thinking player, um, but... Oh. There, there just, there haven't been. There's not the depth of history, you know. Like if you were to say, pick a pick a person in history mm-hmm. that you'd like to sit down and mm-hmm. have dinner with, mm-hmm. you can go way back, uh, and and find some really interesting people. Sure, but in football history, you don't have to go back. You can't go back very far. Oh, but there's some interesting characters. Oh, sure. Yeah. So let's. Oh, for me, mm-hmm. it'd be Joe Namath. Yeah. Tell me, tell me you don't go to dinner, and then tell me you don't go have beers, and tell me you don't go out and go uh, chasing women and having a great time. Uh huh. You're gonna have yourself a good night with Joe Namath. <laughs> with Broadway show, even, even today, it, are you picking? Are you picking no, Joe like, Namath in, in his time, prime? In his prime. Mm. Tell me, tell me you're gonna have a bad night in New York City with Joe Namath in his prime. No, no, you're not. Having, you're gonna have a fun time. You're not having a bad night at all with that. Uh uh-uh. uh. Oh man, you may have swayed me. <laughs> yeah. I see. I was thinking just John Madden. Because oh, you know, the, the be architect of of the Madden video game, yeah, and uh, maybe maybe he doesn't play a whole lot of video games. Now, I don't think so. I but, don't know that uh, he ever has. Just a guy who was outstanding coach, and he'd uh, be entertaining. He would be entertaining too. I, always entertaining. Listening to him uh, give play by play. Well, back in the day with Pat Summerall, a more current player, Ike Taylor would be a great guy to go out with for a night. Oh yeah, if you're, well, if you're picking current players. Well, no, he's not a current player. He's retired. Oh, I guess he is retired, isn't yeah, he? He's just a more uh, recent That's retiree. Right, he just retired. That'd be a good time. I think Mike Ditka would be a lot of fun. Yeah. I could see that. Oh, he was he's a Tom. He was I, a if Tom I was going to pick a bear, though, I'd pick Jim McMahon. Oh, 
Yeah. Yeah, the old quarterback from the Super Bowl era, Jim McMahon. <laughs> yeah. That would be a fun time. That'd be that would be a, a fun time. Is it was it uh Horning for the Packers who was kind of the the playboy, kind of had his had his uh fun times? That I don't know about. I'm pretty sure. I'm 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 pretty darn sure. I think he'd be a lot of fun. Paul Horning from back in the day. Well, there you go. There's a few names. Yeah. So anyways, yeah, across a broad spectrum of uh of decades. Now, if it was just to learn football knowledge though. Mm-hmm. I think John Madden would be my guy for that. Would it? Yeah, because he delivered to you in a fun, entertaining way that you could understand, like break it down well. Right, not like Vince Lombardi. I, Vince Lombardi, I think, would be entertaining, in a, in a, or you know, a guy that you'd want to kind of pick his brain a little bit. No, nah, I bet you he. he no. Eh. Maybe not be as interesting. Nope. Paul Brown would be a great one. Okay. He was a, a innovator. Back oh, sure. in the day with the Browns when they were winning championships before the AFL and the NFL merged. Before merge. the merger, right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With Otto Graham and, and all those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think you'd learn a lot there. I think you'd learn a lot there. You know, if we're going with owners, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, you got to go Al Davis, don't you? Do you? Al Davis uh, in his prime? No. The, he, he did I was things. thinking Jerry Jones. He's got a party bus right now. That's true. <laughs> That's true. I just don't like Jerry Jones. Yeah, I, I'm not a big fan either. But I guess if I had to pick between Jerry Jones' party bus and uh, and uh, our owner's yacht. Mm, yeah, Paul Allen's got a pretty prime yacht. Go with Paul Allen out but if you're searching going for owners, uh, sunken treasure. Eddie DeBartolo would be hard to beat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of... We, we threw out a lot of names, Adam. That's true. Okay, Holly, there you go. There's some things to, to look up there. She's going to be frantically Googling all these names. Yeah. I can just picture it. Not worth it. <laughs> <laughs> just trust me on Joe Namath. I think that'd be a good Joe, time. Joe Namath is the... I, I, I think if you were to have, you know, like one of those brackets of yeah. like a Sweet 16 bracket. Yeah. Joe He's Namath, a Final Four seed, right? He would... I, I think he, he comes out number one. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have See, maybe we'll have to plan that for our... We got to bra- get the Pick'em League up, too. We do have to get the Pick'em League up. I'll do that this week because I know you got a lot going on. Okay. Appreciate it. Uh, One email from uh, Nate in Gig Harbor. Just wanted to share his appreciation. Says, best Seahawks pod out there. I listen every week, all year long. If you are a Seahawks fan and you don't listen, you need to... Oh, this is... I think he he must have been the reviewer, right? Uh, uh, You need to stop being... There was a review that disappeared, I think. And that was the one that it was. Looking forward to another uh, season of Hawks football. Keep up the good work. See, I wonder if he is also the Seattle Hawk reviewer. Oh, could be. Could be, but I do uh, have. That sounds awfully familiar. It does, uh, I, and I have a couple other quick shout outs here too. Um, Daniel Weisenholt or Weinholtz mm-hmm. uh, posted on the the Facebook page a uh, little picture of the newest member of the Twelves. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and that was uh, cool. how do you say the the Hawks name? Tima, right? Is that how it is? I I, so. I, I couldn't remember, but so Tima. That's what he named the pup. Looks like a little uh, Doberman pup. Awfully cute. Dobermans she's, are awfully cute. She's a she's a new twelve dog. So uh, thanks thanks for posting that. We uh, we I think that. people who own Dobermans don't like to hear that their their dogs are cute. But uh, Dobermans yeah, they do. are a cute dog. They are. I've I've met a lot of nice Dobermans. Yeah. I've met some mean ones, but I've met some nice ones too. Uh, and then just a bunch of people that had written in for their excitement over stickers. Uh, Paul Martin. Jason Coyner uh, wanting to get oh, some. Yeah, I did see that. And uh, I did send out a few more. I, yeah. I don't think I, I've got one. I, I got Craig's uh, address. I don't think I've sent it out to him. Okay, and cool. I, I don't think And then Jason... we sent a, an empty envelope to Ann. 
I know. Pam Bradley over I, England. But too. no, I, I resent hers already. Oh, did you? I did. Nice. Because I felt bad. Nice. I. As I was going through and doing Blake all those... Blake Poland's was excited, man. He, he posted a picture with his stuff. As I was going through all those envelopes, Adam, I knew for sure I was going to miss actually putting in stickers in one of them. Yeah. And uh, so Anne won. And then... Uh, <laughs> exactly. There you go. So uh, Russell Baring, uh, if that's how you say your last name, man, I'm sorry if I'm totally butchering it again, but he was jazzed about his stickers, man. Like, I can't believe how excited you guys are over that, so... Uh, thanks for cool. writing back with little pictures of and uh, and all that. We we appreciate it. Oh, and there was the uh, the one dude from Texas who uh, I I I told him that he won uh, because the first fifty people I, mm-hmm. I picked one name and that was going to be the the person who I I sent uh, a, a little something extra to. Oh, and so I finally did that. Oh, can you know, only you six. Uh, it was the the um, the Seattle Times did a book. With uh, after the Super Bowl season. Oh, is that the sweet one that you had, had given me as well? Not the We Are Twelve one. No. Okay. Uh, this one was a. It was a Seattle Times publication and a hardback, um, and it had Russell Wilson on the cover holding up the trophy. Oh, and it was nice. just the. It has stories from Bob Condota uh, from oh, throughout cool. the season Very and cool. all the great imagery from the Seattle Times well, over the season, yeah. and uh, just a, a really neat book. So, uh, if people have suggestions for prizes, yeah, for this year for the Pick'em League. We're Let going. We're going money for the top for the top prize, though. Oh, we're going cha-ching this I think, year. I think we have to. Okay. Well, I, we I mean, people to. have been you know nice with a, a couple donations. I, I think we can pony that up, right? I think so. Like give it back to the people. Yeah. 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 And we'll take more. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, sure. <laughs> if you want to donate to the prizes, yeah. Or yeah. if we figure out some other way to do it, yeah. Anyway, yeah. If you, if, if anybody's got ideas, if they they think of something that might be cool, let us yeah. know. Well, what do you say we get on to some do better and better at life? I like it. It's about that time. I like it. All right. Uh, So go uh, do betters here. Why don't you go first? Okay. My do better this week is for, we mentioned his name earlier, but uh, right tackle, Jesse Davis. And Jesse, the reason I'm disappointed in you is not just, not just the play, not just, not just the fact that you got Tavares Jackson hurt, but you caused a domino of effects by allow by by Tavares Jackson getting hurt. The Seahawks had to go and sign another quarterback. And because they signed the quarterback from Kansas State, who I probably won't remember his name. Waters. Yeah, that guy. Nate Boyer had to be cut from the team. <laughs> because you can't have So yeah. a butterfly flapped its wings in Brazil and like Nate Boyer got cut? Is yeah. that basically what happened? But it wasn't. It wasn't a butterfly. It was the Broncos' defensive end yeah. that just blew right by Jesse Davis. Right, time, time, <laughs> and time, time again, and time again. And poor Tavares's ankle couldn't hold up to all that. No, a high ankle sprain that'll put him out for a few weeks. And uh, and now Nate Boyer, although he had a great moment on the field, is now no longer with the team. So you, Jesse Davis, you are the one I hold responsible. And uh, for that, I say, do better. Better, I agree, man. Well, my do better is actually basketball related. It's uh, this went down at the 2015 FIBA Oceana uh, Championship uh, this last Saturday. That's the thing. It was New Zealand was set to face Australia. Now Australia, ooh, better rival has yeah, it is has a couple NBA players, uh, Andrew Bogut, Matthew Dellavedova. If you watched the NBA finals, I've heard of last, those guys. This last year, mm-hmm. Delhi was a, a big storyline. So 
for some reason they come out for like team introductions like near a half court. And the New Zealand team, and I'm going to get to their name in a second, because that's the the crux, is the worst part of this. Really? But they come out and they do this thing they call the haka dance. And basically, like, it's this chest pounding, like, kind of tribal dance, like, just in the face of the other team. And they look just ridiculous. I don't know what they're trying to do. Are you making fun of a culture's uh, traditions? Uh, the the countries, you know, this looks like a bad performance on. I think you can dance, or so you think you can dance, or whatever that show is, that stupid reality show. Like it's just bad. It's it's absolutely absurd. But here's the worst part. You know what they call their team? I, I can't wait to hear the Tall Blacks. What? You can't name a <laughs> basketball team the Tall Blacks. What? No, you can't do it. You can't do it. That is so racist. Like I, that, I don't I think know. That beats... And the thing is, is in the picture of them doing the hockey dance, I don't see one black dude. <laughs> that That's just... bad. You can't be doing weird tribal dances. So it's and, like, not they're even pointing their fingers like inches away from the other team. That's not like, even trying to technically be accurate name. No, and then they have this horrible name too. The Redskins called and said, "Well done." Uh huh. Do better. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Not what? Not good. That's I New thought... Zealand's team name, huh? The tall, the tall blacks haka, huh. haka dance. Yeah, I don't get uh. New Zealand and Australia went face to face as the tall blacks performed a haka. Is it two words or one? Two words. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. <laughs> it's not good. Doesn't seem right. It's not good. If we have any new listeners in New Zealand that could explain do, that to I us, I know we have some in Australia for sure. Yeah, we so, need we need an explanation on this. We need make, to know. It doesn't make any sense to this American Montana boy. No, like uh, being being white in in Montana, I don't understand this at all. No, we don't. We don't even have any team names like that here. No, 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 <laughs> no. That'd be horrible. All right. Well, on to better at life. All right. Let's skip Bayless. Adam. My better at life this week is for a Pittsburgh Steeler. And I know what you're thinking. Adam, you cannot you cannot give a Pittsburgh Steeler no. a better at life. But I, I have to. I, I may have to eject you from but this I podcast have to studio. Because the old silverback, James Harrison, made a statement this week. Oh, yes, he did. And I think it's great because... We do, in this society today, live in a culture where everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. Everybody gets a trophy. You know what you get a trophy for? Being a champion. That's it. (laughs) You know the only trophy I have in my house? It's a curling championship trophy because it's a championship trophy. You won the... You You know how many other trophies they gave out? Zero. (laughs) Because if you ain't first, you're last. So James Harrison's kids come home with what amounts to participation trophies in their youth football league. Uh-huh. James Harrison being the competitor, he says, mm, nope, this ain't happening. And he made his boys return them. Says, you're not getting a trophy unless you earn it. And that's the way it ought to be. It's about hard work. It's about dedication. And somebody would say, well, participating is about doing the hard work and dedication. No, the trophy is about excellence. Mm-hmm. And giving out trophies to everybody makes everybody feel like they're the best at something when they're not. It's called reality. The world's going to smack you down at some point and harbor our poor little kids throughout their childhood by giving everybody a trophy. Doesn't do anybody any favors. Just creates a bunch of whiners. James Harrison will not have whiners in his house. Better at life. 
than Skip Bayless. I agree. I I like. I heard that this week, and I thought so too. And I thought somebody. I I heard. Uh, I think it was Dan Patrick on the radio that made a yeah. great point that that uh, one of his kids had come home with a participation trophy, and uh, and. And in fact, from all the sports that this, the kid had played, mm-hmm. that, uh, they couldn't name, uh, what they had excelled at. You know, yeah. Particular. Why did you win this one? Yes, exactly. Why is this trophy, why was this given to you? And, and they couldn't explain why. And that's what you want. You want that trophy to represent something mm-hmm. special. Yeah, you you want to know that you you overcame something or you're celebrating something. You want it to be meaningful. Well, and then when you do achieve, right, right and you should be recognized, mm-hmm. and then you are, but you've been recognized for everything else every single time. How less special does that feel? Right. Like when you when you do I got a trophy your, to participate, and then I got another. I got a trophy. I got a trophy because I came first. Great. I mean, you already yeah, gave me one I because one I participated. Well, whoop de doo dot eight. No. Yeah. No, I hate that sort of thing. So anyway, you yeah. feel it on the inside though too. That's what's important. Well, that's the whole idea. You don't need a trophy. No, but it sure is shiny. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. All right, my better at life this week, none other than the guy across the table for me. Oh no, uh-uh, no, nope, that can't be. That can't be your nomination. No, no, I have to no, say it this. can't be your nomination because honestly. Honestly, they, 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 seriously, I have to say this, Adam. Not a deal. No, look, uh, there's there's there, there's some favors that you can ask in life <laughs> that are are big favors, and <laughs> oh, uh, sort of. And it, if you're in a big city, like asking somebody who's a friend of yours to take you to the airport, that's like one of the that's one of the worst things you could ask. Right. Somebody I mean, to that's do, a, because that's it's going to take up a pretty whatever. big part of your day, but. Yeah. But you do it. Uh, but the number one one is asking somebody to help you move, and and I. What else was I doing? I very hesitant though to ask. You know, hey buddy. Hey, oh no, uh, I'm the worst at that. I understand that yeah, feeling. Yeah, well, yeah. look, you moved recently. Yeah, you, you didn't. You didn't need any help from me. I didn't ask a soul. <laughs> right. But I. But I also don't have three little girls and <laughs> and a wife and you know a full like I live pretty Spartan. You know, and just a bachelor. And okay. I had a whole month to do it. Okay. And I was moving within the same town. But. Lots of things that make that easier. But when I came calling, <laughs> you were right there. I and, showed up. Uh, <laughs> you, you did show up. And and we got it done. No, we did get it done. And uh, probably would not have, have been able to get it done as quickly as we did no, not without you. But, so. Oh, no. Seriously, man. Think nothing of it. Just, you know. Wanted to share my appreciation with you. Well. You're welcome, man. No sir. And and with the with the listeners. <laughs> you, my friend, better at life than Skip Bayless. Well, I guess it is a low bar, you're right. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But seriously, no, I mean, what else was I doing? I, I'm a lazy hey. bastard. I got nothing else going on. Hey, well, see, I didn't want to interrupt that. Oh, and I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. But I felt that I had to just yeah. to make it happen. No, you need you need to get some stuff done. No and, worries. We get it done. And you got you, we get it you done. Help me get it done. Yeah. We just go in there, we'll just get it done. So yeah, thank you much. Oh, you're welcome, man. Don't All worry. right, I I, I should have sabotaged the damn U-Haul. Well, I that's know. what I should have done. I know you were thinking about. I it. was. I was like, I was, they just take the distributor wire, you know, something like that. Yeah, you you're not going anywhere at that point. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. But but I, but I hope. See, you think I showed up out of the kindness of my heart? 
I wanted to go there and lay a, an ample guilt trip on your wife <laughs> to let her know how this was affecting me. Yes, because uh, doing this, this in the same because room. Because we all know that's what matters is how everything affects me. Recording in the same room, it's uh, it's yeah. going to be much uh, farther between episodes yep. when we are able to do yep. that. But I think we did find a good uh, system. A good solution. To, to do it, and it's going to work well. Mm-hmm. And I, I really don't think anybody's going to ha- notice. I hope not. Yeah, I really don't. That's our goal. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. So it'll be fine. We'll just keep telling ourselves Jared that. was excited he didn't have to record with you in the room anymore. Oh, we well, good for him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good for him. <laughs> I don't know. He sounded kind of disappointed to me. Yeah, he was. He yeah. was. He's, he's told me a couple times, he's, he's really doing this, huh? I was like, yeah, yeah. See if I can get a couple boogers on this microphone before we sign off. <laughs> I think he deserves it. <laughs> well, sweet, man. Well, uh, happy trails, man, on your move. Thanks. I, I, I'm glad to see that uh, you got it all together. I'm glad you guys found a great place to be and uh, back at the hometown. Back in the hometown. And uh, it'll be good. It'll be good for you guys. It'll be good for the kids. be good for the wife. I think Back so. close to her family. Back with your lovely mother uh-huh. who sat here in... Waited and, patiently while we recorded this pod. Yeah. So big shout out to Glenda. Yeah. Congrats yeah. to her napping it out during the show. She's not napping. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. No, she's she's just... gotten this out. Oh. Yeah. Well, then. Yeah. It's so, going to be a long, late drive tonight. It is. It is. No crashing. Okay. But just but just understand that you all go right through a deer. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Mm-hmm. You make it road <laughs> pizza. <laughs> all right. All right. Well, with that, I think I, I ought to get on the road here pretty soon. You should. And there's only one thing left. Go Hawks! Go on. For the ones who get it done, the most important part is the one you need now. And the best partner is the one who can deliver. That's why millions of maintenance and repair pros trust Granger, Because we have professional-grade supplies for every industry, even hard-to-find products. And we have same-day pickup and next-day delivery on most orders. But most importantly, we have an unwavering commitment to help keep you up and running. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.